Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. Should you have unconditional love in marriage? So this is something you'll hear a lot. Oh, yeah, like you should just love each other unconditionally. I'm going to talk about how sometimes that can be a good idea if it's understood in a certain way and how it can also be a big problem if it's understood another way. Um, So yeah, my name is Mike Frazier, MD. I'm a psychiatrist and marriage coach, and I help high-achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. High-achieving, professionally successful guys succeed in marriage. So some weekly wins from the guys in my program, Love, Intimacy, and Legacy. So guys, if you, if you check yourself right now, probably your feelings towards your wife aren't consistently that positive. You might be resentful. You know, maybe your marriage is okay, but you're not having enough sex or as much sex as you'd like. Um, you know, maybe there's just not that connection there that you want. And so you can start feeling resentful and angry. So guys in the program, they come in that way. They start adjusting that. So they start feeling loving, happy, caring towards their wife, right? So guys are able to do that and do that consistently, which is much more attractive to their wives. Okay. Guys are able to deal with tense situations much better. Look, you're going to have times when you disagree, but with the tools and things you'll learn in this program, you'll know how to navigate that. You'll know how to get through it and actually come out stronger after those, uh, those arguments. Okay. Conversations are going from that surface level roommate. Oh, Hey, how's your day? Fine. You know, to these deep levels where you're talking about your hopes, dreams, fears, desires, you're connecting in that mentally emotional way, creating mental emotional intimacy. You guys are doing that through the program. Uh, wife's taking the lead in instigating conversations where you know, a lot of guys, they feel like they're kind of like pushing all the time to try to take things to another level, whether that's mentally, emotionally, or sexually, you know, their wife's starting to take the lead now. Super cool to see. Increased physical connection. You know, wives are wanting to just be closer to their husbands because again, they're much more attractive going through this program. Okay. Having fun dinners and meals with the whole family, enjoying that time, enjoying those, you know, looks at each other while you're enjoying that, that meal together, super powerful. So overcoming dishonesty with increased connection. So whether that was, you know, an affair that these guys had, or that was, you know, just hiding something that needed to come out, pornography or some other thing, right? They're able to create more connection after revealing those things, which can be hard, but you need to, if you want to have an intimate marriage, we talk about how to do that effectively. So guys too, you know, our wives, they'll go through emotional pain, whether that's related to something you did or not. A lot of times guys will kind of freeze. They won't know how to support their wife in that situation. So guys, they're learning, okay, like when my wife's struggling, what do I do? How do I approach her in a way that she's going to respond to? Well, and they're doing that and just creating great connection when their wife is struggling. Super cool to see. Uh, for for us this week, another really good week. Um, we did some of this funny, like my wife, my, my daughter. She said, <clears throat> she said she could for sure tell what type of water was Fiji water because it had a tropical taste to it. So my wife was like, "Okay, let's let's find out." And so she bought like seven different types of bottled water, well, six different types, and then like tap water. And we did like a blind taste test of them to see if we could identify any of them. (laughs) 
it's just a, the, the funny thing. Like no, nobody could, our youngest son who's five guessed the most, right. He guessed three out of seven. A couple of us got one, right. A couple of us got zero. So anyway, it was just a funny thing we did together, but just a cool memory to have as a family. So, you know, you'll create that. You, you learn how to you learn, learn these skills. You're going to be creating those great moments together, both just with your wife and also just as a family, leaving that great legacy. All right. So coming back to today's topic, you know, sometimes I hear from men, they want to have unconditional love from their wife, right? Or they will feel like they should have unconditional love for their wife. Okay. So they're like, yeah, you know, I hear that, especially as Christians are like, yeah, I guess you, you probably should have unconditional love. You know, it sounds nice. Um, and, and look, it, it sounds nice to get it for sure. Like to, to feel like, okay, no matter what I do, my wife's going to love me. Yeah. You know, sign me up. It sounds great. Um, you know, I can have an affair. I can look at pornography all day. I can, you know, scream at my wife. I can, you know, be fantasizing about other women and she should still love me. You know, that sounds good. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it sounds nice. Right. And then on your side, you know, feeling like, ah, man, you know, no, I guess, you know, even if she's being super mean to me, or even if she's never having sex with me, I guess I should probably still love her. You know, I, I think that's what Jesus wants me to do, you know? And so it can be tough, right? It can, you can, you're like, man, I guess I probably should do that, but it's just, it's hard to do. <laughs> okay. So it's like, <clears throat> what about when your wife is doing something really bad? Like what if she has had an affair? I work with guys who their wife has been unfaithful and you're kind of like, man, I guess Jesus tells me he should, I should still love my wife, but come on. I mean, she had an affair. Um, or look, maybe, maybe again, like maybe on your side, maybe you've had a a problem with pornography. Like, Oh, my wife should still love me anyway. Or maybe your wife's looking at pornography. That could be too. And that could be frustrating to you. Maybe your wife just kind of like, yells at you sometimes screams at you you know gets really upset maybe she's just constantly negative or you have that impression that she's always negative towards you a lot of times guys that one is just your own um like interpretation of the thing she's saying so that's definitely something to work on but you know again you can take this too far with the unconditional love thing like if she's just always like oh you're the worst i hate you you know that that's kind of a problem. Um, so maybe she's like threatening to divorce you frequently or she doesn't have sex with you like for years at a time, or it's just like really bad or, you know, she, um, yeah, just like kind of withholds that, you know? And so in these situations, like, should you still love her unconditionally? Cause again, you kind of think, okay, well, you know, she's doing all these things that are a problem and that I don't like, but I guess, I guess, you know, God tells me or Jesus tells me or the Bible tells me I should just, you know, love her unconditionally. And so I guess I should probably do that. So again, coming back to this idea of unconditional love, I think there's a couple ways to define it. And one of them's problematic and one of them's useful. Okay. So a problematic definition of unconditional love would be love with no boundaries. Okay. So this is like love with no self-respect. Remember the commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. Two great commandments, love God, love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. So when we get into unconditional love and we start thinking, okay, that means no matter what my wife does, like I, like I can get beat up all day and that's what I'm supposed to. That's kind of like the turn the other cheek thing. Um, people take that too far. Right. And they kind of forget this idea of, wait, love my neighbor as myself, love myself too. Okay. So 
Another way to think of it like a problematic definition of hero would be love your neighbor at your expense. Okay. So that's not what the commandment says, but a lot of times that's how we interpret it, right? Love my neighbor at my own expense. Okay. I, I'm going to lose so that my wife can win. Okay. See, so I'm like lose win versus win win. Okay. So love your neighbor as yourself. That means you both win, right? You're both enjoying your marriage. And again, this is like long term, this is what has to happen for a marriage to feel good and like be one that you want to continue. So you have to have a win win. Okay. So guys will come in and they will have, you know, had an affair or lied or had these pornography problems and they, they have sort of won and their wife has lost because of the stuff they've done. So sometimes the husband and the wife, they'll both think, okay, well, you know, the solution here is for me to win or for me to lose for a long time. And then my wife to win. So like, if it was an affair, you know, guys will be like, okay, well now I better, you know, make sure I'm doing all the dishes and, you know, letting her spend whatever she wants and, you know, go all the time with her in-laws. Right. Because look, you know, I hurt her and now it's her turn to hurt me in a way, right? Like do everything I hate and she can do the stuff that she likes. But unfortunately that's not really the solution. Okay. The solution is to create a different marriage, right? A marriage where you both feel good, where you both feel like you're winning with stuff like money, sex, in-laws, parenting, religion, housework, time, right? That's, that's what you want. Okay. It's not, okay. I hurt my wife. And so now she gets to hurt me, maybe not in the exact same way. Like if you had an affair, it's not like, okay, now it's your turn to have an affair, but you're like, okay, well now I'm going to lose in money and she's not going to have sex with me for a long time. That one you might just have to deal with. But, um, you know, with in-laws, I'm going to spend all the time with her, with the parenting, whatever she wants goes, you know, and so you feel like you're losing every day, but you kind of feel like you're making it up again, not the solution. You both have to be winning. Okay. So like, again, with, with this problematic definition of unconditional love, which is like, I'm going to lose so you can win. Okay. I'm going to respect you, but I'm not going to respect myself. So like with infidelity, you might be like, oh yeah, fine. Yeah. Go have an affair. That's, that's fine. Right. I mean, that's probably not really a great way to go about it. Um, so she's talking disrespectfully to you. She's kind of going over the top. You just kind of listen to it. You're like, okay, yeah, you know, that's, that's fine. Go ahead and scream at me. Cause me, call me names, punch me, whatever, you know, it's fine. Um, with no sex, you just kind of have to deal with it. Now we'll get into that because to create a good sexual relationship, you need to be attractive to her. And that's really what this podcast is about. That's what the program's about. It's becoming a strong, attractive man, right? It's because, because if you're just like, no, we have to have sex or, you know, I'm leaving, then you are being manipulative. You are being a problem. Like if you really force it, you know, that is like either treating her like a prostitute or like forcing yourself on her sexually or like threatening her if she doesn't have sex with you. Like that's not good. <laughs> That's not good at all. So, but, but look, you know, if you do feel like you're doing a lot for her and she's still not having sex with you, right. And you just deal with it and you never bring it up. That's a problem. Right. Um, so, and we talk a lot about that on this podcast and in the program, we look at that. So, but kind of coming to these other things, like with money, you're just kind of like, okay, yeah, just let her spend it. And I'm never going to get anything I want, but she can get whatever she wants. Right. That's a problematic quote unquote, unconditional love, which is like, whatever she does, it's fine. Okay. Even if it hurts me or even hurts her or hurts our family long-term, it's fine. Or within was, oh yeah, let's go to hers all the time and never see mine. That's fine. 
right? Even though it's not fine with you with parenting, Oh, whatever she wants goes, or, you know, I'm going to do take on more than I feel like it's fair with parenting just because, so she can feel like she's winning, even though I feel like I'm losing with religion, whatever she wants, let's do it. Okay. I'm not going to even express my opinions. Um, with housework again, I'm going to do more than my share because just so she can rest right all the time. Okay. Or with time, she can do whatever she wants, but I'm never going to do anything that I want. So if these sound familiar, you're probably falling into this problematic definition of unconditional love, which is I'm going to lose so she can win. Now this is also part of that mosquito cycle, right? Which is like, okay, well, if I do this stuff long enough, eventually she's going to make me happy, right? I'm trying to make her happy. And then it's going to be her turn to make me happy. Eventually you get tired of this, right? You get resentful. Um, you get angry, right? You explode or escape. That's the mosquito cycle, but it can also be coming from this place of like a misunderstanding of what unconditional love is, which is like, no, I, I should just keep doing this forever. Right. But you end up feeling, feeling weak. You end up feeling disrespected. You're never getting what you want. You're unhappy, but you can't understand why, because you're like, no, like I'm following what God wants. Right. I'm, I'm showing unconditional love here. I'm not happy, but I guess like maybe when I die, I'll be happy. Right. Because I'm doing what God wants by, you know, just doing whatever my wife wants and not doing anything I want. And you just lead kind of this not very great life. And again, sometimes you're seen as a martyr by other people and they're like, oh, like you're such a great husband. You get some benefit from that. But again, guys, just listen, this is a problematic definition of unconditional love. It's not going to get you where you want. Uh, Like a lose win life where you always feel like you're losing. You never feel like you're winning. And it's actually against that great commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. So again, if your definition of unconditional love is I'm going to do, let my wife do whatever she wants. I'm going to lose every day in my marriage so my wife can win. Okay. You're going to end up presenting that long-term and actually you're misunderstanding even what Jesus taught about unconditional love. Okay. So again, it ends up being unattractive. That's, that's like the, the most frustrating part about this. If you're trying to do this to like, like be attractive to your wife by like laying down later, do whatever she wants. It's actually not attractive because you feel weak. You feel disrespected. Your wife's not really excited about that. She's not sexually attracted to that for sure. Okay. So what's a more useful definition of unconditional love? If it's not, okay, I'm going to lose. So my wife can win. Okay. I'm going to love her at my own expense. If it's not that, what is it? Okay. So I think a good definition is I love you no matter what you do. Okay. So I'm going to treat you with respect, even if you don't treat me with respect. Okay. So there's the idea of like, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you. You know, what Jesus talks about returning good for evil. Okay. I think this is a useful definition. You can still be kind, even if she's not right. Even if she's screaming at you, it doesn't mean you have to scream back. Even if she has an affair, it doesn't mean you have to have an affair back, right? You can still treat her well, even if she's not treating you well. And it's hard to do right? It really is. But to me, that's the true test of being a Christian. You know, can I do that? You know, again, if she's yelling at me, do I have to yell back? If she's being resentful towards me, do I have to be resentful back? You don't, right? You can step above that. You can be the kind of man that you really want to be and who God wants you to be. Okay. So like if she had an affair, this is the difference between going out and having an affair yourself, right? Versus saying, look, I'm not going to have an affair. That's not right to do. And look, I still love you as a person. Anyway, I still care about you. I'm going to still treat you with respect. Okay. I'm still going to value you as a person. Okay. 
not going to be mean to you for what you did. I'm not going to try to punish you for what you did. Okay. So, and you might be saying, well, Mike, that's the same thing, right? That That's just me bending over and doing whatever she wants. So let's, let's understand what we're really talking about here. What we're talking about is love with boundaries. Okay. Love with boundaries. And again, that's really what Jesus is teaching. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love both, right? Don't just love your neighbor and like hate yourself. Love your neighbor and love yourself. Okay. So boundaries, they really are loving. Okay. And boundaries, it's just what you are going to do or what you're not going to do. Okay. So again, the, the way to think about it is this unconditional love idea is look, I'm going to treat you well, even if you don't treat me well. And also I'm going to love you and love myself both. Okay. So for example, your wife had an affair. Okay. Here's what you are not going to do. Have an affair back, right? Because that's not right. Okay. But what you are, the other thing you're not going to do is say like, okay, that's fine. Right. Have affairs every day if you want, and I'll still be here. Okay. Maybe you choose that. I don't, I don't think that in most, in most situations, that's not a great idea. <laughs> so look, your wife has an affair, you know, she's lost trust. So it's fair in this case for you to say, okay, look, you know, you had the affair. I want you to, you know, rebuild trust. I'd like you to you know, come to counseling or coaching together. I'd like you to, you know, uh, get some help with this. I'd like to be able to see your phone. I want you to take the time to rebuild trust, right? So you make requests and then you set a boundary. So a boundary here would be, hey, look, if you continue this affair, we can't stay married. That's one boundary you could take. You could take the approach of like, hey, you know what? You can explore this and, you know, I'm going to stay faithful. Um, you know, that's kind of like one extreme. You could take the approach of, hey, look, you can continue to pursue this, but we're going to be separated physically if you do continue to pursue it, or we're going to be separated financially or both if you do decide to pursue it. You know, I'm not going to divorce you right now. I don't want to do that. I don't believe in that, but, you know, that's where we're going to be. You know, you're going to have to, um, if you choose other relationship, you are choosing to be separated from me, you know, either emotionally or financially or, or physically or whatever that is. Okay. So again, that's, that's win-win, right? So look, she gets to choose what she does. She can have another affair, but you also get to choose what you do, right? You can still treat her respectfully. You don't have to try to hurt her, but you can also say, look, I don't need to let her continue to hurt me by doing this, right? So hopefully you're, you're starting to see this. Okay. So like with talking rudely, so she can talk rudely to you, but Again, like returning good for evil, you're not going to talk rudely to her back, but also setting this boundary of like, hey, loving yourself enough to say, hey, if you're going to talk to me that way, I'm going to leave, right? I'm going to walk out of the room and we'll continue this when you can talk to me in a more respectful way, right? So again, that's the balance, right? You're not just getting walked on. You're not not respecting yourself, but you're not treating her poorly, Okay. So if she's not having sex with you, right? And again, guys, listen, this one, you need to come in and do the program and like really figure out all the things you're doing that are unattractive first, right? Before you start saying stuff like, well, you know, if you don't have sex with me, we're done, right? Because then, yeah, she might have sex with you, but it's basically against her will. She's not really attracted to you. She's not going to want to continue to have that kind of sexual relationship. Like you've got to get in there, rebuild trust, create mentally emotional connection through communication 
yeah, connect mental emotional and create mental emotional intimacy. And then that sexual intimacy tends to follow. But you know, assuming like you, you've come in, you've done the work, you've built trust, you have seen all the problems that you have that are unattractive, you have created a good mental emotional connection, and your wife still like won't have sex, and that's something that you want and desire, feel like you need to have in a marriage. Then look at that point, it's fair to like make some requests, say, hey. You know, I'd like you to go to coaching or therapy either by yourself or together. Or, hey, like I like to have sex more often. You know, I feel like we've built these other pillars. This is something that I really uh, desire in a marriage, right? And then you set boundaries. Say, hey, listen, if, if that's going to be impossible for you, I understand. But, you know, I, I, for me, a marriage like that is not going to work, right? You could go to that extreme or you could figure out, you know, what is going to work. Again, you got to find what a win-win, okay? Again, with money, right? The love with boundaries is saying, okay, yeah, like let's share money, but let's also be responsible with money, okay? Within laws, hey, let's spend some time with both. With parenting, okay, let's find a structure that works for both of us. With religion, how are we going to teach that in a way that works for both of us? With housework, how are we splitting that in a way that works for both of us? With time, you know, are we both spending time doing things that fill us up and allowing each other that time, Okay. So again, it's loving your neighbor as yourself, both. Okay. In summary, unconditional love in marriage is a good idea if you're applying it in the right way. Okay. So the idea of being kind to your wife, no matter what, being loving, even if she's not loving to you. Yes. Great. Definitely do that as far as unconditional love in marriage. To feel like you're losing every day in your marriage. That's a no. Okay. That's not a good idea to always be feeling like, okay, you know, like I got to love my wife and, you know, whatever she does, it's fine. And I just have to love her and support her no matter, you know, no matter what, that's not it, right? You need to love her as yourself. You need to both feel like you're winning. Okay. So love your neighbor as yourself equally to yourself, win, win, or no deal. Sometimes it's going to go there, right? If your wife says, well, I'm just going to have affairs with as many people as I want. At that point, you may say, okay, well, that's not going to work for me. So this marriage needs to be over or, you know, we need to separate physically or, you know, financially or whatever it might be. Okay. So again, be kind and loving no matter what, like that is what Jesus asks us to do. But also, you know, make requests, ask for what you want, set boundaries, decide what you're going to do so that you can get to win-win or potentially it's a no deal, right? But you've got to do the work first, right? You've got to make sure that you have seen everything you've done that's unattractive, pushing her away, or else you're going to create the same problems in your next relationship, in your next marriage, okay? So to do this, right, it takes spiritual, mental, emotional, and sexual strength, you know, to understand, okay, like, how can I still be kind and loving even if she's not? That by itself is hard. And then how can I ask for what I want effectively? And then how do I set these boundaries? How do I build up the spiritual, mental, emotional, and sexual strength? Okay. So we go over all this, you know, in the, in the program, in love, intimacy, and legacy, you know, how do I build trust and communication and then create intimacy? You know, how do I do all that? We learn how to do it. It takes wisdom. It takes guidance. It takes practice. So in our program, love, intimacy, and legacy, you learn how to do all of it, right? We go 90 days. We really build ourselves into men who are strong and attractive. The way that you operate right? It has to do with the way that you think, feel, and act in relationship to your wife. Okay. So what we do is we look at all the negative, unattractive ways that you're thinking, feeling, and acting. We replace those with attractive, 
ways of thinking, feeling, and acting. Then we practice those until that becomes your new habit. So you become a new man, right? And we link it to becoming like our, our main example is Jesus, right? So we're trying to become more like him in our thoughts, feelings, and actions. Okay. And at that point, you just can't fail because you become a strong, attractive man that's following Christ. So you cannot fail. You feel great about who you are. You're attractive to your wife. And you have that marriage, right? Where it's a win-win. You feel like you're winning every day. I shared some of the wins today and my own wins. Like this is what happens. So if that's you, if you're a high achieving, professionally successful Christian guy, right? You're making like 250000 or more a year. Okay. Come in. Strongmenstrongmarriages.com. Okay. Apply to the program, join up. Let's create this. You know, we got a new year coming up. Let's make 2023, you know, the best year ever in your marriage. All right, men, stay strong and we will see you next episode. Again, that link to the, the applications in the show notes at strongmenstrongmarriages.com. All right, stay strong, men. See you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.